guys, it's me, Layla Cheek, your host today, and thank you for joining us on another edition of Our Mission. I'm here with my two boys, Jaden. Hi. And Landon. Hi. And we are just going over a passage in the Bible that might be a little difficult to understand and kind of applies to our lives today and some things that we might experience um, in the church or in the world, and just we want to kind of... um, talk about it and go over it and how do we apply it and we thought we would just share it with anyone that wanted to listen to um our little uh, endeavor here on um how to apply what we learn in the bible so our passage guys is second john um seven it says i say this because many deceivers who do not acknowledge jesus christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Read that right there. Read this one. Verse eight. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may re- be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead does not continue in the teaching of Christ. Does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and His Son. God, thank you. And if anyone comes to you and doesn't bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. Anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. Okay, well, this is kind of talking about deceivers and people that are um, antichrist. What do you think that means, guys? What's a deceiver? What's an antichrist? doesn't believe in God. God. And not just God, but who? The Lord. God. Jesus. I mean. Right. Yes. Very good. And you're, you're both very right. Especially when we use um, Christ, anti-Christ. And we're talking about anti-Jesus um, and Christ, you know, the anointed one. We talked before that um, Christ isn't Jesus' last name, right? Christ actually means the anointed one in Greek. And Mashiach or Messiah in Hebrew was what they call it, which meant the anointed one, and they're waiting for um, this king that back in the day they would what pour oil over their head. God, and that was how they anointed them king. And so this Christos or this anointed one in the Greek here is um, who they're waiting for. And so Christ has a lot of um, opposition sometimes. A lot of people welcome God. Or, you know, God the Father or God as Creator, but they don't like to welcome Christ. And so there's a lot of opposition t- sometimes. In this letter, um, Second John, his second letter, he warns us that, that there's going to be many deceivers out there. And they don't acknowledge um, Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh, have gone out into the world. What do you think that means, Jesus come in the flesh? Um, I'm not quite sure. What do you think, Landon? I don't know. What do you mean Jesus came in the flesh? What do we mean by that? Jesus. Jesus joined us? Yes, good. And how did he join us? By going in our flesh. Well, that's a good point. The Holy Spirit does live in our flesh, but remember, Jesus uh, came down to earth, right? Mm -hmm. So God incarnate put on flesh and sent his son Jesus Christ. So Jesus came in a person. We kind of see pictures of him sometimes that people depict and we know that he came in person because we hear testimonies and we have history of it. 
and we know the resurrection, right? But that's a very good point because a lot of people don't acknowledge that God uh, sent his son, God incarnate, came and actually came in, in person. That's what I mean by flesh. Like he came as a person, as a human being. And he walked our earth and he walked um, on, on our st- in the streets with us. He grew up as a baby, as an infant, and lived through not only infancy, but childhood, and then puberty, and then adulthood, and, and started his ministry, right? So he went through a lot of phases that we go through. So we can't say, well, how do you know, God? You were never a kid before. How do you know, God? You were never a teenager before. How do you know, God? You didn't have to live this life but you can say, yes, I have, because I came in the flesh. I came as Jesus Christ, and I went through the same things you did, and I remained completely sinless, and I fulfilled all the law, and, you know, was completely perfect in my entirety. But not only was he fully man, but what else was he? Uh, human. I mean, God. Yes, very good. So he was fully human and fully God. So fully man and fully God. And that's very important that we acknowledge that because there's going to be a lot of people that either don't acknowledge him as fully God and fully man at the same time or they want to deny um, that being a possibility at all completely. And so um, that was one of the major problems that they had during this time here. And so John tells them to be watchful, to be warned for that because some people don't acknowledge that. And whoever doesn't acknowledge that is a deceiver and an antichrist. So they're not only um, deceitful, but they're also, uh, they have the spirit of the devil. They have the spirit of the antichrist and they have this um, spirit of error in them. And they're teaching error. And they're teaching falsehoods. Falsehood. And that was a big problem, especially when these churches were starting, and especially now too. We'll have a lot of false teachers. There's a lot of people that, you know, won't make this claim that Jesus was fully God and fully man and actually came in person and, and lived on, on earth, human flesh, being fully God and fully man. So he tells them, watch out because you don't want to lose what you work for. There's deceivers, there's false teachers, there's antichrists, the spirit of these antichrists all over that are trying to trick you and deceive you. And he says to make sure you don't fall for that because you'll lose everything you work for. Maybe you had a, a good name, a good reputation. Maybe you're a strong Christian. Maybe you, you know, led millions and thousands to Christ or had a, a church or a congregation. And all of a sudden, this antichrist um, deceiver will come and he'll trick you. And he'll make you do things that you wouldn't normally do or he'll make you believe things that you wouldn't normally believe. And you'll lose everything that you worked for up to that point and you'll lose your reward. So he tells them, you watch out. Don't lose everything you worked hard for. Don't lose your reward. Don't lose everything you built your ministry on, your faith on, your Christianity on. Or maybe you just started. He's like, hey, you came this far. Now the devil is trying to plant some seeds in you and confuse you and, and make you not, you know, understand fully what you once stood on. And so he's like, be careful. Take heed. Don't, don't fall for that. And this letter, it starts off beginning with, and one of his greetings that John always usually gives is grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Father's Son. And it's in truth and love. And John's very big about preaching truth and love. Truth and love. Why? Because Jesus came in truth and love. Jesus is the beginning of love, right? God so sent his son because he loved the world, right? And so we can't have love without truth. Can I love you if I'm not very truthful with you? 
Mm-mm. That'd be kind of fake, wouldn't it? So we gotta have truth and love. And specifically, he's talking about Jesus being the truth. He's the truth, the way, the life. He's all, all things true, right? He's truth itself. And Jesus came as, as the truth. And, and in this way, we, we differentiate between um, um, false teaching or false uh, doctrines that aren't based on this truth of Jesus Christ um, being fully man yet fully God and dying for our sins and resurrecting again. So if we don't have that central truth, this truth of you know salvation by Christ alone, grace alone, through his um, saving work on the cross and his um, resurrection, we don't have love, we don't have anything. So it's very important that we keep that central truth of, of Christ's um, death and resurrection, the cross, right? That's the main truth, this center, this theology that everything is built on. If we don't have that, we don't have love, we don't have grace, we don't have peace, we don't have mercy, we don't have uh, the Father or the Son. So keep this truth. There's many people, many false teachers that, you know, are always trying to tell people, you can work to get your salvation, you can work to get to heaven, do good deeds to get to heaven, do a lot of things to get to heaven, and they try and sway people or distort what they know or think, and he's like, no, 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 you've got to keep this central truth truth and love it has to be there together jesus came and embodied this and he is a message of truth and it's you know christ died for your sins and and rose and so we can have this um this eternal um life and, and christ with us now this fellowship this relationship with god the father through christ so keep that essential truth he says because there's gonna be a lot of people to distort that and the spirit of air will come and lead many strains like watch out that you don't lose what you learn word for Anyone who runs ahead and doesn't continue in this teaching of Christ, that's what? This teaching of grace. Jesus died for our sins. Right? Any questions so far, guys? Mm, not, not for me. No. I mean... That makes sense? Mm-hmm. So if you don't keep that teaching and you run ahead of that, um, you don't have God. So abide in this teaching. Abide in that central doctrine, that central theology. Take you know, abide in it and take it to heart because that's the core and the foundation of it all. And um, whoever doesn't continue in that teaching, maybe someone gets, you know, forgets. It's going to be a very strong Christian too. And maybe they like thousands for a long, long time. And all of a sudden the spirit of error, this antichrist comes and this false teacher comes and tries to trick them. or tries to lead them astray. or tries to get them to do things they wouldn't normally do. And they lose everything they worked for. He says, make sure, you know, um, to continue in this teaching. Abide in it. If anyone comes to you and doesn't bring it, don't take them into your house. Don't welcome them. And if anyone welcomes them, they partake in their wicked work. And so he's like, you know, make sure that you are, are secure in your faith and you don't lose everything you worked for. And he's like, this will prepare you for an even higher elevation and glory. Even one that you can have here. Don't lose, you know, your your crown. And don't lose everything that God has promised you to win um, through this abiding. And um, other places in the Bible, it says that, you know, the wicked will always remain wicked. And they won't understand. They won't understand what they do. And they won't have understanding. He says, but but those that, you know, do, they'll understand. And they'll, they'll know. Um... 
was right and wrong. They'll, they'll have understanding at the time. And then, you know, he also tells us in um, Galatians that, you know, God's not mocked. Take heed because God's not tricked. There's a lot of false teachers and a lot of fake people. Do you guys ever have false teachers at school? Fake teachers at school that might tell you something that doesn't sound right? Yeah. You do? Like what? Back to the Adam Eve, they were monkeys. Yes, very good point, Lana. That's a great, great idea. I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of teachers in school sometimes tell us that Adam and Eve were monkeys or that we came from monkeys. Very wise uh, observation, Landon. And a lot of people do preach this, um, uh, not creation, but evolution, in that we came and evolved from animals are ape-like creatures, and you're right, Land. That's a very good, keen mind you have. That is a form of false teaching. They try to use um, false uh, scientific uh, evidence that they can't relate back to try and prove that. But good discernment there and knowing the truth and knowing what false teaching is when you hear it. And that's exactly what we need to do. I always have our little um, antennas up and walk with spirit. No. So I was saying something that doesn't sound right. That doesn't seem like what the Bible says. That doesn't sound like what God said. So very good point, Leah. Good point, false teaching in the world. And so uh, Galatians actually talks about that too. He says, um, Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. So even those that are taught, you know, should uphold the teachings of their teachers. But make sure you know that uh, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. So you can't trick God. You can't mock God. He's not going to be deceived. You reap what you sow. And if you sow to the flesh, um, who sows pleasure, please, whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please from the spirit will uh, reap eternal life. So he's like, if you so um things that are um from from the flesh you will reap uh, fleshy things but if you sow um from the spirit uh, eternal life like godly um from christ you will have eternal life so um to make sure that your work is sown um in, in god and in his word is life-giving and it's um from the spirit and that um is not um, from from the flesh or the corruption of the flesh and the decay of the flesh. You reap what you sow, and you can't trick God. He knows the heart of everyone. And so um, he also says that um, not to grow weary um, when you do good. And that sometimes you don't see the results of, of you're doing good right away. But he says, don't, don't get tired of doing good. And don't, um, you know, give up and, and lose your reward that way either. Continue to do good. Continue to work it out. And continue to um, apply it. Because eventually, God will reward you. And he sees every good thing that you do. Don't, you know... Um, <laughs> Don't get get tired or weary, and don't you know try to blame others or be like, oh, that's just my destiny, or oh, I have bad luck or something. No, you reap what you sow. So make sure you're sowing right, because God does judge all those things. 
Well, what do you think, guys? Any questions? Nope. That makes sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Any questions for you, Landon? No. Okay, well, thank you guys for joining us. And just a quick reminder that God's testimony is greater than Mia's. And that's God's testimony. we got to believe everything God tells us because that is his testimony. We believe testimony of people, right? If you tell me something, I believe it, right? How much more should we believe? God's testimony. So, God's testimony is that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has a Son has life, or does not have a Son doesn't have life. That's God's testimony. So make sure we um, uphold it, and let no one uh, deceive us, and let you know, no um, spirit of the Antichrist uh, the spirit of error regarding it. Okay, well, thank you guys for joining us on this episode. I got um, silly boys here. <laughs> and um, thank you for uh, doing our little Bible study with us. And we hope um, we can help you learn um, as we go as well and, and learn and apply it. And any last words for us, Jim? Bye. Mm-hmm. Lana? Bye. Okay. Well, thank you guys for joining us on our mission, and it was a pleasure to um, talk over the scripture with you and kind of um, understand it a little better and how we can apply it. And we hope to see you soon. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>